looking for Mills, beckons him toward the ball. From the elbow, Mills. Guess who's back? Dude, Patty Mills. Well, I was talking about us, but we can go with that, too. Oh. <laughs> this is At The Line. We are finally back after a two-month break. We've been enjoying our summer. It's now September. Still hot like it's like it's summer, so there's no way around it. We got a lot to talk about, though. We have... Yeah, we do. First, we got to talk about our... ATL Fantasy Football League, which we'll get into. We promise everything. We have, we got a lot going on. My team sucks at the moment. Hoping to change that. Somebody didn't have the Patriots, or somebody dropped the Patriots defense. Someone dropped the Patriots Miami? defense. I just picked it up. Mm. <laughs> That's going to be... You, you're going to have a good weekend. Alright, sorry. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, we're also going to talk about Derek White getting his Team USA invitation. And also, Pop Trash Talk will not be allowed here. No, you will be insta-blocked. 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 And then we'll wrap up the show by giving a good season preview, since the last time that we had a podcast, we were talking if Marcus Morris would actually join the team or not. Jesus. That, how, that's been, it's been a long time. That puts you in perspective of how long ago that was. It's been a long time. <laughs> that's the song, right? Also, let's all say it. Screw Marcus Morris. Yeah, Marcus Morris, you're an idiot, bro. He is an idiot. Just, just dropping, just dropping one thing. Did you see what he tweeted? He oh. tweeted he's like, Team USA should should um, should have let Melo play, <laughs> and then he just got absolutely throttled by by the internet. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Kawhi laughs. They never, they never, they never get old. The Kawhi laugh is back. It's back. Hold on. The other thing that's back. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. That's exact. No, that's that's a. Those two were like perfect. That's for for Marcus Morris. Exactly. He's he got drunk, signed with the wrong team, then realized, oh crap, now I got to kiss ass. <laughs> um, but before we get started going any further, at the line is brought to you by News for San Antonio's Spurs Zone, which we are both contributors for. So if you want all the. Anything that is all Spurs, make sure to check out the Spurs Zone. Pretty awesome. We got a lot of new stuff. I got a new uh, article out about Sports Illustrated Top 100 NBA, where we had, where the Spurs had four players join the join that list. You can go see who they are, and I break it down as well. Only at the Spurs Zone. Mac, do you have any latest latest articles out? Um, no, just uh, I have uh, one in regards to Lamarcus Aldridge and his philanthropy over the summer, which has been really great to see. Uh, he's definitely helping out the community, and everybody enjoys it. So go check it out, guys. Lamarcus Soldiers is doing some good stuff. And we may talk about the SI list placement too, because I have a few things on, a few comments on it in general. So we'll come back to that. But at the yeah, line, absolutely. at the line is also part of the Rise Up podcast community. Rise Up is a is a community dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts all around. Go check out the podcast part of the community at bit.ly/riseuppodcommunity or on Twitter at rupodcommunity. And go and we support all those fellow podcasters. Rise up. All right, before we get started, I'm going to take a good drink of water. There we go. We got that. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so let's uh, So we're going to start this basketball, this basketball podcast with fantasy football. Because that's how logical this, this whole thing is. You know what? At this point, it's not even just like a Spurs podcast anymore. It's kind of transformed into. A little bit more so if you are here just go along for the ride do just do whatever you guys want we're having some fun here we we are sports fans we're gonna do whatever the hell we want plus this is our podcast so uh we have a new fantasy football league called the atl fantasy football league we have 10 different teams in it including mac and i we are also in it we have at least nine other eight other teams that are going ahead ahead against us for a chance for a at the line prize pack that includes a shirt, some stickers, all. Who who doesn't love swag? Who doesn't? Plus, we'll probably bring them onto the podcast if they do win. But we got eight lovely teams. We got Mr. Jaeger's Sumarty Ponces. Then we got Ryan's Spurs Territory. We got Mr. Yarbrough. Yarbrough. How do you say his name? Is it Yarbrough? Yarbrough. 
Yarbro? Yeah, I think it's uh, Yarbro. Yarbro. It's can, can basketball. Not, you, you, it's, can, you can correct this if it's not. Yeah, <laughs> if it's, again, if I say your name wrong or just say something wrong, yell at me. I've given up on trying to say things right now. <laughs> uh, he has the Can Basketball Start Already team. Then we got Spurs Legacy, the Austin Spurs Legacy. Then we got George with the League Champs. I'm not sure where he is on the standings. We'll come back to that one. Then we got Fabian's Dallas. That's why you suck. It's a good team name. If he was That's like a good talking, team name. I like it. <laughs> he's he's honest. And we got John with the Ovo Dinero team going on, and then we got Raymond with the Louisiana Swamp Dragons. Then we for Mac we got the Call of Breeze, and then oh, for yeah. me of course, who I can't go with. It. I cannot go out with this. It's Ty's delusional Laker fans. <laughs> It's the best team name in the league. <laughs> but how was your first week of action? Well, it was pretty trashy. Yeah. <laughs> I, think both, I think we both had really trashy weeks starting I, off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we were the two lowest scoring team in the league that the first week, especially me, whenever I scored like 74 points. <laughs> it was bad. It was pretty bad. My highest score at one point until Monday night was Robbie Gold. That says a lot, dude. That's pretty hor- That's pretty horrific. Robbie Gold was my leading scorer going into Monday night at 11. But then luckily Josh Jacobs came out of nowhere and scored 24 points. It was bad. Yeah, I didn't have I didn't have a very good week. Luckily, I did have um, Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. Even though Alvin Kamara didn't score, he, he gained like almost, I think, 99 yards. Or he hit over the, the century mark for free yardage. So they did good. Um, I'm looking... Hopefully they, they bounce back stronger this week, but I do have Tom Brady going up against Miami, so I'm, I'm putting him in, um, and it's going to look really, really good. Delaney Walker did pretty good for you, too, at 22 points. Yeah, Delaney Walker was was a big surprise. I, I definitely... Also, I was going up against the guy who had Lamar Jackson, so... Dude, that was... <laughs> no wonder why you lost. No Lamar Jackson was insane. By the way, if you guys ever want some fantasy advice, you can definitely reach out to us at our Twitter handles. Definitely. At MacPenMedia and Ty. How, Ty Yeager Radio. How long have you been doing fantasy, would you say? Oof, I've been doing fantasy for, like, the better part of 10 years. Like, it's... it's I mean, it's been, like, half of my life that I've, I've played fantasy. I've been doing fantasy for maybe about five to six years on my own now, so... So I've been, I kind of have a good way of keeping track of trends and stuff. That's usually how I go. Right, right. And I, it, I fully take advantage of the ESPN's like breakdown stuff too. I would say, I would say that the number one thing is like, in order to win, you have to understand the matchups, um, matchups, and playing the waiver wire. Like if you can navigate that well, you'll do fine. Oh, I got to, I got to a league championship off the waiver wire, man. There you go. See, point proven, man. Do it. Look at that. The waiver wire is your best friend. Take advantage of it. I uh, like so. I want to say the good waiver, the waiver wire ads. If you haven't already, and this your the players that you want have somehow not got picked up. Hollywood is a good number one choice at for receivers off of Baltimore. I forgot what his real name is. Yeah, I think it's Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown, aka Hollywood. We all call him. Everyone calls him Hollywood. He's a great pickup off waiver wires if you haven't already. He calls himself Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I think some are good. I can't really look at our waiver wire since we everyone's added all the good waiver wire waiver wires so far. I can't. Um, Malcolm Brown is a good one. The running maybe that's the running back's name from from the Rams. Um, but his name's also Brown from the Rams. I see. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say another a good another wide receiver would be uh, Valdez Scanting from Green Bay. He looks to be the second option behind De- Devontae Adams. Which Especially, is ridiculous because it should have been Jerome, Al- um, Jerome Allison, Geronimo, Geronimo, there you Geronimo go, Geronimo Allison, boy. Is it Geronimo or Geronimo? Probably, I think it's Geronimo. I thought it was Geronimo, but it should be Geronimo because I drafted him and he's supposed to be the second one. He has more experience than that other kid. Scan, scan thing's pretty good. So, but that's a good add if you want it. Uh, Jameson Crowder from Jets. He's he had a good week in last week too. So, um, then defense pickup pickups. For some reason, if New England isn't picked up like it was for Mac, take it. That's this Miami team sucks, and he, you should be taking advantage of any team that's going up against Miami. That sh- I think Miami might be the next 0 and 16 team. So l- let me make that. So Hollywood's name is Marquis. 
Brown. Marquise Brown. And, yeah, and the Rams running back is Malcolm Brown, I think. Wait, the, the Rams? No, no, the Wait, what? Yeah, the Rams The Rams running back, like, oh, back after up? Todd Gurley. All right, all right, you're confusing me there. Sorry, sorry, yeah. His name is Malcolm Brown from... Marquise Brown is Hollywood Brown from Baltimore. All right, all right, good enough. I yeah. see one of my... One of my... Oh, actually, John Ross III from Cincinnati is in our good pickup. My dark... I don't trust Andy Dalton for the life of me anymore. He's he's burned me too many times in the past. Alright. One of my dark horses though is Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Oh, had- that is such a good pickup. And he is he's in a much better system. Not not that I'm saying that Green Bay wasn't a better system or is a bad system, but I think the fact that Devontae Adams still hadn't developed as the number one wide right, right receiver, Randall Cobb was still getting a lot of attention. But in the Cowboys system, you have Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, you have Zeke Elliott, and so Randall Cobb can can do what he does best, which is take advantage of that slot. Yeah, that the pressure is definitely taking off Randall Cobb, and he's a great second option because you know that people are going to be doubling Amari Cooper, so it was like Cobb's wide open to the right, take him, and and Cobb will fight for those yards. Yeah, I've always I've always loved I've always been a big fan of Cobb. He's been a big he's. He's been a great, a great dude, and um, and he was a great wide receiver in in Green Bay. It's a Geronimo. You were right. I call him Geronimo. Yeah. So Geronimo Allison. He's not the the second option. Well, no, well, you drafted him and then you dropped him. Well, yeah, because he he's crap because <laughs> he's not the second option. Oh well. And I picked up Marquise. I picked up Hollywood because of, I think by dropping Geronimo. So yeah, it's definitely a better choice. I I don't know how, but. I don't don't know why I thought Trubisky would be a good choice, at all. Because <laughs> I took I took him and Baker started Baker Baker crapped the bed for me. Trubisky, of course, did nothing, and I glad I didn't start him. I said, "All right, fuck this. I'm gonna let's go with Matthew Stafford and then swindle my dad for Deshaun Watson." <laughs> That's I still I I still veto that that trade to this day. <laughs> You hear me, Mister Yeager? Well, I am the commissioner. I am the commissioner. So <laughs> this is a. I my dad had to approve it. He approved it. Of course, he's gonna approve it. <laughs> it wasn't Anyways. that bad of a of a trade. I traded yeah, Stafford and the Packers good. defense for Deshaun Watson and the Texans defense, and then I dropped the Texans defense. Okay, I guess you can you can get away with that, like saying that the. That the Packers defense was like serviceable versus the Houston Texans defense, which their secondary didn't look too sucks. Hot. Yeah, their secondary sucks. Yeah, their yeah. their oh their D line looks great, but their off their secondary fucking sucks. Right, right. Yeah, they. I mean, uh, against but that's what happens when when you go against Drew Brees and in, in you know in the Superdome. Um, you know, you have to. It's a give and take, and sometimes you get screwed over, and that's exactly what happened. They got. They got screwed over. He didn't start very good. It, it looked like it was, they were going to pitch a, a low-scoring game, but second half, Drew Brees came out and started delivering some bombs. So get tell tell everyone what your like, starting lineup is for this for Sunday because I know this is going to be outdated by the time some people listen. But what are, where are you starting for Sunday? So right now, who I'm starting for Sunday: Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr., Marquise Brown, Hollywood. Delaney Walker, Matt Breda, the Patriots defense, and Mason Crosby. Still looking to make some some changes. I don't know if I'm going to go with um, with Matt Breda at my flex. You know, I got Sony Mitchell, I got Mike Williams, I also got Duke Johnson. So it depends on on because I I, I saw some news that James White for the Patriots might be out. So if I could maybe go to Sony, if I could put Sony in the flex, I'll have that Tom Brady, Sony Mitchell. Um, handcuff which is going to be really nice if they if he catches any touchdown passes all right i got i got my my boy deshaun watson now starting jesus so so trash (laughs) Uh, i got james connor and josh jacobs at the running back Devontae adams and mike evans mike evans only got me 10 points on thursday got jerry which is not bad though like that's that's pretty good because they had a pretty shit game serviceable Uh, i got jared cook at tight end but I don't trust Kyle Rudolph, especially against a Green Bay defense now. Then yeah. I got Randall Cobb at the flex, so that might be a dark horse, but I can easily see that being great. The issue is, though, on the other side, they got Dak Prescott. Ooh. Ooh, but nice. 
he does have Amari Cooper, so if Randall Cobb does take it, Amari Cooper won't get as many points. But still. Yeah, and, and they're going against Washington. I think it's going to be a really – that Washington game is going to be – the Dallas versus Washington game is going to be really good. I mean, Dak showed – Dak and, and the Cowboys offense showed a lot of a lot of potential um, week one. I mean, they definitely just destroyed the shit out of the Giants, which was beautiful because I have Dak in other leagues. I have Dak and Amari in other leagues. I, yeah, I have Dak and Amari in one league too. But then I got Robbie Gold a kicker. Can't Robbie Gold can't fail me when he was the leading scorer for for all Sunday. <laughs> I need to switch up my other kicker because Mason Crosby. Oh, well, maybe not because the Packers are going against Minnesota, so it should be like a a low scoring game. No, or it should be like all about um, field goals. So it might might prove. No, I got I got Aaron Jones and Tariq Cohen on the bench. Along with Baker, Cowboys defense, Jordan Howard, Kyle Rudolph, and John Ross the third. I'm kinda tempted to swap out Randall and Aaron, knowing that I'm going up against Dak. But I still am not confident that I think the I think Minnesota's defense is gonna shut down the run game. For yeah, no, I mean Minnesota has has a pretty stout defense this, this year. I would not trust Aaron Jones. I mean, look at what look at what the uh, the Bears did. Yeah, you he, uh, to Aaron Jones this past week. Good five points. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's because the Bears' defense is. I mean, the Bears' defense is formidable. And the same thing with the Vikings; they have a formidable defense. Look, look at what they did to Atlanta. They just destroyed the hell out of Atlanta. They just beat the hell out of Atlanta. I just hope that Randall Cobb shows up. Jack- yeah, that's because Atlanta has Atlanta is a. Atlanta, you know, they're a high, they're a high-powered offense. I mean, they have Julio Jones, they have um, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, they have Devontae Freeman, um, they have Matt Ryan, who's a serviceable quarterback. I mean, he's a good quarterback, and he's been, I mean, he's an MVP. He's, yeah. He should be good. So for the Vikings to go in, to go, I don't know if they were away or home, but for the Vikings just to to, to keep them to like two or three, two touchdowns, I think that's uh, they have a great defense. All right, so you, you, you confident in your team this week? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my matchups are pretty favorable at this point. Um, it's all a matter of, it's all a matter of, of, you know, hopefully everything pans out the way it should. All right, because I'm going against Yarbrough while you are going up against the Louisiana Swap Dragons. So, yeah, I got to beat the shit out of Ray. Because so, <laughs> he's going to talk shit, and I'll never hear it down for the rest of the year if, so, if I don't get the shit out ooh, of Ooh, yeah, your game should be fun. He's got Pat... Pat Mahomes. I know, dude. Is he, okay, yeah, go ahead and go through his lineup. Look how screwed he up had, maybe. McCaffrey screwed him over, though, with seven points. Yeah, because McCaffrey sucks. Marlon Mack. Adam Thielen. So McCaffrey was, was legit. He's an idiot. He's Adam Thielen, so you better hope the, the Green Bay defense shuts him down. Deshaun Jackson, George Kittle, Tyler Boyd at Flex, Titans defense, and Harrison Butt, Butt, Butker. Butker? Yeah. See, he like his team. His team is really dependent upon, um, upon the like the X factors. Like, um, Deshaun Wax, Deshaun Jackson had a great game, and so that's what that's what allowed him to to score. You know, super high last week, and all his teams hit their mark pretty much. So, hopefully, this this weekend or this week is a little bit different. Hopefully, especially for my team because I I need it. I need to come up off of scoring. 70 points yeah hopefully casey can be stopped <laughs> all right when we come back we're going to talk some team usa basketball did they disappoint did they do fine for what they had we'll talk all about that coming up after this break you're listening to at the line hey guys have you ever listened to at the line and then suddenly think huh I kind of want to make my own podcast. Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor. And this is what we use here at The Line. One, it's absolutely free to use. And guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what, what do I put? How do I get this? It's so confusing, Anchor. 
although makes it easy for you. And they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it? You can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. This is Jeff Garcia of News for San Antonio and host of Locked On Spurs, and you are listening to At The Line Podcast. All right, and we're back here at The Line. That's our good old boss now. We have to call him boss now. I guess. I think we... I mean, yeah. Well, <laughs> well he is our boss since he is the Lee writer for, for Zone. It's <laughs> Sometimes I qu- I question some of the things that he does, though. <laughs> oh, spicy! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so let's talk about Team USA. They were participating in the FIBA World Cup in China, and they got to the good second, got to the good quarterfinals, and lost. But before we do that, let's look at the roster for this team, which was very underwhelming for a any sort of Team USA basketball team, since everyone essentially declined. Do you join the team? Definitely a patch job. You had Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Joe Harris, the shooter, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Mason Plumley. I don't know how the hell he got on there. Marcus Smart, <laughs> Jason Tatum, Miles Turner, Kimbo Walker, and our boy Derek White. With Who, the- after a ton of criticism, found himself on the team. Damn right he did. And he did, fi- he did just fine. I think so. With Greg Popovich, of course, at the head coaching position, and Steve Kerr at the assistant coach. And then you had a Lloyd Pierce as, as, as well as an assistant coach. And you got Jay Wright from Villanova, too, as assistant coach. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Just some of our trainers, too. Will Sevenling, Dion Calhoun, Jason Biles, all from NBA teams, of course. And then Jerry, C- C- how do you say, Cal- Calangelo? Colangelo. Uh, Colangelo. Colangelo is the managing director, which said, which told Melo, "No, we don't want you on the team," and he will forever be my hero. Because <laughs> yeah, Mello... screw you, Marcus Morris, you moron. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good start already. Trash talking everyone. <laughs> All right, but so by looking at the looking, they started pretty deep before the FIBA World Cup, though, even got started. They they took their first loss in like three years to Team Australia because our boy Patty Mills decided to light it up. Yeah, and and I mean they also they also you could definitely tell they were not in that game. I think they just um they kind of just ran out there without without any care in the world. I think they were tired or or something. They were just unmotivated that game, and that was kind of a precursor to the entire rest of the tournament but it was or the actual tournament that was one of the funnest games to watch Joe just based off the crowd looking for Mills beckons him toward the ball from the elbow Mills because it was a full stadium of people man I love that Australian crowd and the Australian commentator they were great and Patty Mills a one man wrecking machine it was it was amazing to see like um, the international. Well, uh, I guess it was in Australia. The Australian support that they had for their team. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah, w- and then also I think as Spurs fans, I thought we were all pleasantly surprised to see Patty Mills just being a wrecking machine because this this dude has been on fire for this whole tournament. Yeah, he. I mean, uh, people have their like superlatives or like their. Um, they're NBA like superhero types. Like there's Untucked Kawhi, and then there's like Headband. Um, what is it Headband? Oh, Headband LeBron. Yeah. Um, Untucked Kyrie. You know, people have their superlatives, and so um, I don't know if superlatives is the right word. I think it is. But now a thing is oh, like hoodie hoodie mellow. But now a thing is is FIBA World Cup Patty Mills because he was just amazing. International Patty. 
this international patty he's, he's been he's been averaging out. he's been averaging in a 20 20 point range he's scored 30 on multiple occasions he's just been a great leader and he's i think he's proven to himself proven to at least to me that he kind of deserves his contract in a way just based off no, of, no, no, no. okay okay whoa, all right hold on whoa, 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 this, whoa, whoa, no no whoa. it's based off this <laughs> it's based off that that he can be a team leader that he can be that he has the energy that comes to the team that I don't think anyone could just bring there. He, whoa, whoa, what? whoa. <laughs> I'm not saying, guess, am I saying that Pau Gasol is good? Hell no. Let's, let's pump the brakes on that. Because Pau contract is only about $12 million. Yeah, okay, but still, like, okay. The reason why Patty should, or got that contract was, one, because of Spurs' loyalty, right? Because he was his longest tenured Spur, and... They they wanted him to stick around, right? I mean, that's and he he did relatively well, like in 2014, 2015, right? I mean, that we can both agree on yeah. something like that. With the departure of Tony, with the injury to to Gijante, with all of the you know the turn the turnover going on with Kawhi, all that crap happening, Patty was was required to take a much bigger role in in the team and. I don't think he was comfortable or able to do that. He because his role, he's a shooter, right? And, and, and as far as let me let me take that back. As, I don't think he's able to do that as a player because his role as a leader increased, and he did a, a great job, and he's doing a great job with it. But as a player, I, I think he he needs to strictly stick to shooting and not trying to create off like not trying to create the offense, not trying to be a playmaker because he's. You know, he's not. He's, a, he's strictly a shooter. He did really, really well in um, in Australia, but because a lot of the plays, a lot of the the offense runs around Patty. You know, you see Patty like um, running up for you know for a, an open three and he shoots, or you see Patty coming off of a screen and catch and shoot. That was a lot of the plays when he was when he was with the Spurs or when he is with the Spurs. What they were trying to do is they were trying to create. They're trying to make him a, a prototypical, um, a prototypical point guard, which he's not. He's he's not a prototypical point guard, and so yeah, I don't. I mean, while his contract isn't as bad as Pal Gasol's, uh, it's really hard to justify that when you're probably going to be the third the third option this upcoming year. And it's not. I think he he has the role on the team that where he's just need he's needed to be a reliable bench guy. He needs to right. He is durable though. He is very. He brings very a, durable, very oh durable. God. Brings a team spirit to the team and can Absolutely. be re- reliable on good multiple occasions. If he can just be much more consistent, I think people would not be trash talking him as nearly as much. Yeah, hopefully he can carry a lot of this, um, a lot of this FIBA, the FIBA swag into the new year or into the season because and there's been articles that you know that's that's saying that the Spurs are going to need FIBA you know, international patty in order to, to be more successful. And I think he is. I honestly, I honestly think he is because like I said, DeJounte's back. Derek Murray's, uh, Derek <laughs> Murray, who the Derek white is gonna, is gonna, you know, take the next step, the next level. Um, Lonnie Walker is going to hit the next level too. So you, you have a lot of young talent that's coming up and it's going to be able to, to handle more of that playmaking, uh, more of the immediate ball handling than the patty. So I think we are going to see a resurgent patty. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty damn amazing. I'm excited. Derek Murray sounds like a defensive player of the year right there. <laughs> That's essentially what we're going to be calling. Derek Murray. <laughs> the, the Derek the, Murray combo. <laughs> the, the defensive player of the year duo. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make that in, in 2K. Derek Murray. <laughs> That's going to be my 2K player name, Derek Murray. Derek Murray. Honestly. Or DeJounte White. DeJounte <laughs> I think Dejounte White sounds pretty damn good. I think I like Dejounte White better. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> it just it just goes well. <laughs> so back to Team USA. Sorry, we got sidetracked a little bit. That was that was a lot. <laughs> All right, but they so they easily took out Czech Republic. Then they went to double OT against Turkey, of all teams, who only had about Fedi Osman and Ilya Sova. That's about it. They they killed Japan ninety eight to forty five. I mean, it's Japan, to be honest. Poor Rui. I feel so bad for Rui. Yeah. He's such a good, though, I mean, he seems like he's such a good guy, and now he's stuck in D.C. Yeah. That's not going to go well. Where, yeah, where where people go to die, where their careers go to die. 
They did a great job in the second round against Greece. Took out Giannis and his team. Took yes, out, they played a really great game against Giannis. Took out Brazil fairly easily, 89-73. Then they faced a good France team. And I think the issue, if you look at this roster for Team USA, there's maybe only three big men that you can re- reliably go to. That's mm-hmm. Miles Turner and Brooke Lopez. No, yeah. Miles too, because Mason Plumlee does not count. Yeah, and that's yeah exactly, and that's I think that was the biggest issue, and that's that's why they had trouble against obviously Serbia, and they had trouble against um, can uh, against France. Yeah, go bear. And, and yeah, you know Mason Plumley didn't didn't play a lot. <laughs> it's Mason Plumley. He was only there for backup. Right. <laughs> I don't. He, he, you, know, be, you know. You know. You know. It's bad whenever you have to go to Mason Plumley for your team. Uh, and that's going to be a big criticism of Pop, and I think that's what a lot criticizing right now is like well why did pop go to a small lineup but the stats prove otherwise when pop went to a small lineup against um against france they outscored france because they were playing that small ball our our you know our guards are are, you know sorry our our forwards are not gonna not gonna match up to to we we can't out rebound rudy rudy gobert yeah miles turner is not a back to the basket type of guy um, and you know, and neither is Brook Lopez. Like Brook Lopez spreads the floor, yes. even though he he should they should be. But yeah, Rudy Gobert is just, it's he's purely defensive. He's purely defensive and a paint a paint defender. And then you add on that Serbian team where it's just big man all around. Jokic, Boban. It's just too many big men that you can really go up against. And yeah, whenever you and again you had a smaller team, and I think you can contribute to both. Popovich and Steve Kerr that they had a team that they could work with. And I think go mainly small ball was m- more of a Steve Kerr influence because you get you forget Steve Kerr is also on, an assistant coach on that team that's the first assistant coach right next to Popovich. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's also not all Pop's fault. It's this team that he was given that he had to build was not ideal. Especially compared right. Especially good. Especially compared to some of these other teams. Yeah, these these other teams don't have all NBA players, but still they still have good talent and Euro League talent. Yeah, I mean there's there's been a lot of good a lot of good analysis out there in regards to you know what happened. Um it, the the thing that we have to remember is one, the entire world is becoming much better at the game of basketball. I mean a lot of people are putting more development into it. You have a lot more Euro League or you have a lot more European players. European and other, you know, other um, other backgrounds coming into the NBA. Yeah. So there's a there's a much bigger international presence that are playing. Um, a, a lot of the under twenty five or top twenty five players in the NBA are international. You have Giannis, you have Jokic, you have Kristaps, uh, you have Luca. So a lot of these younger guys that are now in the league are some of the best players in the world, and so. Yeah, Serbia had you know Serbia had a stacked team that has a lot of NBA uh, experience. So so yeah, that's you know that's that's getting better. It's getting better across the board, which is always good for competition. Secondly, you know you you're, you can't force a superstar to play. So as much as as much as Popovich wants to wants to you know wants to to have the best team best players, you know he's not going to force his. He's not going to force LeBron to come out or Kawhi or, or or Paul George or anything like that. And that's what happened. You know, you had you had USA C team or D team, um, and and you know they had to they had to do they had to play with what was given to them. And you know they did okay. It was disappointing, obviously. And you know the criticism is somewhat valid. You know, as USA, we should be we should be dominating. Um, but there's there's reasons why that didn't happen, you know, and and those reasons are, are pretty numerous. And so, by people criticizing criticizing it solely on pop, they're they're just they're just ignorant. Then also so, add on also add on the criticism for having Derek White get out there. That's not criticism. Yeah. That's not that was not a bad decision at all. Derek White clearly earned his spot. If you don't even look at pop, look at Jeff Van Gundy whenever he said that. Yeah, this kid definitely earned his spot. In and uh, training in training camp, even Rick, uh, I think his name is Rick Buckner or Rick Bushner or something like that. He, you know, he he was extremely critical of of Derek White 
first going, and then he ended up seeing him in the exhibition games, and he changed his tune because Derek White is an all-around player, and Derek White didn't get any time. Derek White it was the third was the third option behind Kemba Walker, uh, Marcus Smart, and then it was Derek White. So it's like, how do you blame a dude that, that probably averaged less than ten minutes? Uh, you know, how do you blame that guy? Um, and, and say like he's the reason why USA didn't go as far as they should. In in against Poland, he average or he he ended up completing the time with like twelve to fifteen points, five assists, five steals, like and like five rebounds or something. Like he he stuffed the stat sheet when against Poland. So I don't even want to hear it. Like people that saying like this is Derek White and he's the reason why you know Trey Young and. De'Aaron Fox didn't get a spot, or are just are stupid. They're they're again they're blind and they don't want to they don't want to see what's 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 the actual truth in front of them. Well, to be honest, Derek White was kind of a reason that Trey Young didn't do it because Trey Young got pissed off at that Derek White got picked. <laughs> well, Trey Trey Young needs to work on his overall game, his yeah. offense. It, he'll get his chance eventually. He, I mean, okay, if Kimball Walker gets locked up by by Frank uh, Nitokina. Nittle, how do you pronounce it? Is it Nittle? I have a trouble. I think I, you, I think you said it right the first time. Nittakina. Okay, yeah. If Kimball Walker has has trouble getting, you know, um, playing against him, there's no way in hell little six foot Trey Young is going to do any better. I mean, both of them are in the same size. Kemba's been in the league much much longer. I mean, Trey Young's going to get locked up. Period. Exactly. Like, there, there's nothing. There's nothing he can do about it. And Frank is a great defender, by the way. If you didn't know. So and then so of course then since Team USA did lose under Popovich's watch, Popovich Popovich is of course going to get some criticism. And a quote today, he said, "If you don't win, some people will play the blame game. There's no blame to be placed anywhere. They played the shame game like we should be ashamed because we didn't win a gold medal. That's ridi- that's a ridiculous attitude. It's immature. It's arrogant, and it shows that whoever thinks that it doesn't respect all of the other teams in the world and doesn't respect that these guys did their best that they could." Absolutely. How can you sit there and say USA like that's it's such an arrogant attitude to have? Yes, okay. USA should be should be dominating these these competitions, but at the same time, you cannot take away the fact that the development of the rest of the world because every, I mean, there's so much international talent in the NBA now that that the world is is becoming much much better overall. So that's it's. That's a hundred percent true. That's a hundred percent accurate, and and that's that's a that's a classic pop quote. I, I love it. Yeah, it is. Also, it's arrogant to think that this team USA was not a full team. It's not. It's not like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, or anyone else is playing. It's no chemistry. I mean, they barely got together this this summer. You know, a month ago. Yeah, it's, it was barely finalized a month ago. It's just it's just kind of guys that were. It's not like it was thrown together, but it wasn't a perfect team either it's it was just kind of the guys that were happy to play for team usa right. and i will respect the hell out of them especially when so many players were saying no nah, i don't want to do this I, I commend them for going out there and playing their heart out and how again injured half the time somebody somebody tweeted he's like um this is what happens when you choose to to, to film um to film uh space jam 2 instead of playing for your country <laughs> LeBron, we're all going to blame on LeBron. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap up with that tweet that you saw. That you saw. Yeah, absolutely. Go, I don't even know this person. Hold on, I got this music. All right. Stupid tweets. <laughs> well, specifically a stupid tweet. Yes. Just one single stupid tweet. So, okay, I'm not even going to call the person out just because, you know, I don't want... They don't, gonna happen, they don't, they don't deserve the shadow. Right, they don't, they don't deserve the shadow, but... This one person said, USA Basketball, when Greg Popovich is on the coaching staff, 2002 World Cup, they placed, they got sixth. 2004 Olympics, they got third. 2019 World Cup, they placed fifth through eighth, lost in the quarterfinal. Overrated, Pop sucks. Let me, let me school you on something, you moron. Popovich was not the head coach in, in, in two of those three, in three encounters, or two of those three times that you mentioned. George Carl was the one in 2002, was a head coach then. In 2004, Larry Brown was the head coach. And then, obviously, now he is. You want to know who the best player in that in the 2002 team was? Paul freaking Pierce. Paul freaking Pierce was your best player in the 2002 
a team. You had people like Sean Marion, who was almost out of the league at that time. You had Paul Pierce. You had Michael Finley. You just had a whole bunch of old dudes on that 2002 team. There was no way that team was going to be able to was going to do anything. So, in, to make that statement that that was Popovich's fault, or to make that correlation that, that was Popovich's fault, is absolutely asinine. It is. In 2004, you had. You had, you know, a few people. You had Allen Iverson and you had Tim Duncan. Allen Iverson was, you get that point. Tim Duncan was, I would say, in, in between his prime, you know, almost prime to his later years. But um, so, and after that, or with that, you had a bunch of young guys that had just come into the league and it was their first international competition and you placed bronze. Again, was Popovich the head coach? No. Was he, you know, was he in charge of staffing? No, nothing like that. If anything, if you want to blame it on anybody, blame it on all the people that qualified in 2003 that didn't show up in 2004 because of some reason or another. That's who you want. That's who you want to make that blame on that one. And the same thing happened this time. The same thing happened where you had a bunch of people that didn't give a shit about the international competition, which is their fault because they thought that it wasn't going to, one, they didn't want to get hurt. Two, you could say that, you know, everyone wants to get prepared for the season because this year, at, at least it looks like um, it's going to be the most level played, level playing field. And, and three, you know, they just they don't they don't give a shit about the International FIBA World Cup, which is which is really sad because it's, it's it was a great tournament. I think it was a really, really fun tournament to watch. Having basketball in the in the morning was was actually really great. It was enjoyable and there was a lot of great moments. And so for them to disqualify this is just like a throwaway um, that doesn't matter. It's really sad because you saw people like Giannis, you saw even Manu, who's not playing anymore, how serious, and Patty, how serious they take the, the international game at, at heart. You saw the heart, you saw the passion they have for their country. And these people don't, you know, some of the players don't give a shit about it. And it's really tragic, but hopefully come, you know, the 2020 Olympics, they, they come out and they just absolutely destroy everybody like they should be. All right, well, the Sorry, final... That was, a, that was a big rant. <laughs> hey, man, you good, man? Well, the final now is set for Argentina go against Spain. Let's go, Argentina. Luis Lu- Scola. Did I say that right? Even, even, yeah, even though I'm more, probably more Spanish, I don't think I have any Argentinian in me, but... <laughs> well, I think, I think after having Manu in San Antonio for, like, 17 years, we all have a part yeah. Argentina, Argentina in us. Touche, touche. Ricky Rubio isn't gonna win this. They can't let it, they can't let that happen. They can't let Marcus Saul win another like win a gold medal. That'd be that'd be the worst. Yeah, Marcus Saul's pretty good. No, no. After the season or after the NBA season this past season, I don't want him to win anything else. Even For though real. I do like Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul's pretty he good. Was with the Raptors. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to discuss the Spurs NBA season. I know. Finally, get to re- NBA basketball. Finally. <laughs> Finally, after an hour of us talking already, I think. Yes. Or close right. to it. <laughs> so we'll give a season preview after the offseason has finally died down. And we'll give a, a season preview for the San Antonio Spurs. We'll be right back here at the line. I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community. A community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content. Just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash community and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash community and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. I'm Jonathan Sanford, former voice of the San Antonio Spurs. You're listening to At The Line Podcast. All right, welcome back to At The Line. Damn, I'm excited for this next season, man. Yeah, 
And I'm excited too. And not, not only them, but the Austin Spurs should look super good, man. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But So the 2019-2020 NBA season is next month. So the preseason starts in October. So we're we're about Hallelujah. We're, Hallelujah. we're less than a month away from NBA basketball coming back and praying to God that no one gets hurt in preseason. Unlike, Don't play anybody. Just lose every single preseason game. <laughs> I'd not care. Yeah. Play lead better more. Yeah, play lead better more. DeJounte, you, you don't need to play preseason. Don't worry, buddy. You, 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 you can sit out, bro. Sit out, bro. Just don't even worry about preseason. Him, Lonnie, and Derek should never, should not even step on the court during preseason. I agree. <laughs> I Marco agree Bellinelli, yeah, you can go out there. Don't worry. Yeah, play Marco. Um, play Bryn. Maybe not even Bryn. Just play Marco. Just play like one on five with Marco. <laughs> Marco and Eubanks. <laughs> Marco, Eubanks, and Patty? No, because Patty needs some rest. <laughs> but just Marco and Eubanks. Play Dr- Marco, Eubanks, and, and me too. You play Holmes. Me too. Yeah, put, put Holmes he's on. Just, just put the random dudes he's out He's on exhibit, exhibit 10. So, all right, but so let's go through the roster after a certain Marcus Morris decides to not join the team. Dick. <laughs> We are very salty here at, at the line. It's not even salty. It's just the dude has, yeah, no. is not a man of his word. The dude's an asshole. We can all say that. Yeah. If Marcus Morris of... is listening to this, come on, man. What are you doing? All he right. decided to go to the Knicks. The what a Knicks. Loser. And then he backed up Carmelo. What a loser. Just like That just shows your mentality. Like you're... I can't believe it, though. Sorry. Yeah, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, so roster. let's look at the players that are officially on the roster now. We got Trey Lyles, who is still. Did Trey Lyles ever get a number? Um, not that I know. Not an official one. I yeah, think. because my real GM doesn't even have it yet. So, Trey Lyles, Lonnie Walker the fourth, Keldon Johnson, Derek White, Dejounte Murray, or Dejounte White, if you like to say, <laughs> Tumezi Metu, Patty Mills. DeMar DeRozan, Bryn Forbes, LaMarcus Aldridge, the two-way players of Drew Eubanks and Quincy Quindary Weatherspoon. I want to say Quincy. I don't know why. Marco, Be- Marco Bellinelli, my boy, Lucas Samanich, Rudy Gay, Jakob Pertl, and DeMar Carroll. DeMari Carroll, sorry. It's it's going to be very confusing how DeMar and DeMari. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be confusing to say. That's why we need to stick to the last names, Carroll and DeRozan. Demar, Lamarcus, Demarcus, Demari, Demari. There's so many. They capital D. Some some letter lowercase and then another capital letter. Yeah, Dejounte. Well, he's not. He's not capital though. It's just all lowercase. But he has like that D something. Oh yeah, it's Demar, D. DeJounte. It's all the D E. It's all the D E. Yeah. Then uh, remember whenever we were looking at Demarcus Cousins. Oh, yeah. DeMarcus Cousins would have been another one, too. Jesus. Thank God we've dodged that bullet. No, Well, I mean, rip, you know, RIP to, to Cousins. Well, not, 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 the, not, the, not the injury part, but the thre- threatening his girlfriend part. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, you, you, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm referencing, not the injury part. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> also, Laker fans were delusional thinking that Cousins was going to save him. Absolutely. You know, again, again, not, not, not to shit on his game or anything. And especially, you know, he's coming off three different injuries. Another having, well, you want to see them do well all the time, but for him having to go out again with another injury, like just, you know, damn. All right. But so going back to the Spurs this season, it's going to be DeJounte coming back. That's the biggest story of this whole off season. What all the hype is that DeJounte is coming back from the ACL He's finally going to have his have his breakout season, and then you add him right next to Derek White in the backcourt. That looks great. Dejounte White's going to be showing up, man. It's. I mean, if if we can if we can manage, we can manage. If the Spurs can manage to stay healthy, it is going to be a b e a beautiful season and especially if they're staying healthy within a western conference that can easily see injuries look at the lakers they have a older team that's probably not as durable that can easily go down i can see 
the Jazz taking a hit from injuries too. There's all sorts of these teams that can hit that can hit the injury bug and can easily get taken out. Houston, yep. for example, as Houston, well. Houston's like one injury away from being irrelevant. Exactly. So it's also people thinking that Houston gonna be good. No, no, no. Yeah, I, there, there's people that are thinking they're gonna be good. It's, I don't know why. I don't know why they're not. They haven't not improved. The yeah, they maybe did get upgrade from Chris Paul, but that's about it. But even then, Chris Paul was actually like was at least a facilitator. I mean, Russell Westbrook is. I mean, some people would argue he is a facilitator, but that dude, his usage rate is insane. Dude, I'm expecting it, it, Stephen Adams to be like be like averaging like 20 rebounds a game without Russell Westbrook there. No shit, it's gonna be amazing to watch Stephen Adams just like he. Like finally, I'm I've been unleashed <laughs> to crash the boards. Uh, the biggest question that going into this season is Demar Demar's placement in, within the team, where you have a very this team is just very guard heavy, and I think there's no way around it. But luckily, Demar is like six seven, so he can possibly pull in that three. But I still don't think that's the perfect role for him, though. I mean, if he if he extends his range, it's it's an absolutely perfect role for him, you know. Yeah, I mean, if he extends the range, but amazing. he'd be amazing at, at a small forward position. Exactly, if he can extend his range. Yeah, if he's which we've seen, been seeing some workout videos, which people like to denounce as nah, it's not gonna work. <clears throat> Quick, some... <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had something in my throat. Um, but but I think I think these offseason videos, uh, people tend to overrate them. But I kind of you as people that closely watch the game, we can see things that these players are working on that we usually would not see. And even if right. it is a workout video, it's still showing them working on something that they are not that great at. Look at DeJon. Right. Look, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, I think what's important to take away from these workout videos is, is not necessarily um, like who's guarding them or the defense, like their defense and it, it, the defense against them, but it's more so like the little intangible things like, like for example, Dejounte with his hitch and his shot, you know, that you can see from off-season workout videos. Like, has that been fixed? Or Demar on extending his range, like, has that been fixed? Exactly. It's and you just see things where you also have these interviews too, where Derek White was interviewed and said that he's going to be taking up like four hundred threes a threes a day, but in the gym, helping out his extend his own range. Right. Right. The and whole, that's that's what I'm saying. Like. That stuff you can see from a you know summer off season workout. So it's it's going to be exciting to see Demar and Dejounte extend their range. If Dejounte extends his range, he's going to be deadly. He's going to be probably the next. I say Dejounte is going to be one of the next great two way players in the league. I mean, if he can, yeah, absolutely. And and it looks like he has, like according showing from from all his off season workout stuff, it looks like his range has gotten way better. He looks to, to be way more comfortable in, in, with his shooting position, and he looks his shot doesn't look as as clunky. Um, like like I said, there's not that hitch in his shot. He doesn't have like this like one, two, three. It's just more from like a fluid motion. So um, yeah, I think it's gonna be. He, and you're right. I think if he can still maintain his, that defensive prowess, um, but at the same time be able to bring that offense and at least score maybe twelve to eighteen points a game. I mean, the Spurs have found just they just they they found another diamond, another diamond in the rough. Also, I think I think Dejounte is definitely going to take that team lead that team leader role come this up this off season this up the coming season as well. This dude is fired up, and any Instagram post that you see, that man is saying, "I want to win a championship," I and he doesn't want anything less. And that's the energy I want to see from my point guard. Damn it. Yeah, he's definitely shown. He's definitely shown that vocal, that vocalness, that that outgoing vocalness that that they've desperately needed. Um, you know, this team has been has has been under the radar so much, um, and has been pretty. I would say, like, um, not has been pretty quiet. They've never had this like outgoing. Um, They've never been outgoing to the point where you know they're they're commenting on people's posts. And again, social media wasn't around big then. But you know, Tim Duncan obviously he doesn't have a social media presence. 
Manu Ginobili, very limited social media presence. Well, he's getting um, better now, but that was now, but he's retired now. So right, exactly, and the same thing with Tony Parker. Like, yes, they they were out there, or they are out there, but um, while during the seasons, or, you know, or during their their you know their time in the Spurs, they never really did anything. And, but that's fine because they were focused. Um, and these guys, the newer guys, you know, they're all millennials or Generation Z, and you know, all of them are all about the online stuff. So having a vocal presence like DeJounte's is going to be amazing. Even Lonnie's too. I mean, Lonnie's yeah. doing a lot of great stuff too. Yeah, and Lonnie is the next one I want to talk about where I think he's the next candidate also for a breakout season where it looks like that he's finally going, he's going to follow in line behind DeJounte and Derek and have his second season become his breakout season where this dude is, he's going to give, be given the minutes now. He's not going to be in Austin. And I think he's going to become, he's going to become the next, I want to say he's going to be the next like Lou Williams type player coming off the bench and scoring like crazy. Man, that'd be amazing to to have that Lou Williams type of type of attitude, just that relentless scorer. Um, it'd be amazing to see that. And yeah, if Lonnie can develop that, that's going to be phenomenal. But all these kids, you know, DeJounte, Derek and Lonnie, they all have, um, they're all they all have a great head on their shoulders and they're all playing for, you know, for, for the Jersey, not for themselves, not the name on the back, but for, you know, the patch on the front. And, and that's, I mean, that's beautiful to watch. That's beautiful to witness. All right. So, and then before, before we move on to our G league, which is looking pretty fun, we got to talk about this guy. This guy has been, he's really big. I don't know if you guys would know his name, but his name's like coach Tim Duncan or something like that. (laughs) But we got a new we got a new assistant coach on the bench on the bench. I'm not really confident in this guy, but he has a pretty big name. So, what do you what do you think about this Tim, this coach Duncan guy? Yeah, there's somebody called Tim Duncan on the team now. Eh. Pop said he yeah. Pop said he doesn't know a lick of coaching. He doesn't even know why you hired him. Probably. I, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know. Some of their coaching decisions that you know that RC and Brian Wright have made you know have been super questionable and I think this Tim Duncan one is is just that that straw that broke the camel's back because <laughs> it's pretty damn questionable too <laughs> but no Tim Duncan Spurs legend has decided to join the coaching staff for the San Antonio Spurs filling in for uh two coaching coaching losses in uh M- Messini and uh Yudoku so mm-hmm. So Tim Duncan was brought on, and Will Hardy was promoted as well to to the bench, right next to Becky Hammond and Chip England. This is a good coaching staff, I would say. Uh, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely one of the, one of the most experienced coaching staffs. I mean, just alone in in Timmy and Pop, you have experience of ten rings <laughs> and mm. and years and years and years of experience. So. Then also add on that your assistant coach can actually play pickup too against your Absolutely. your team, <laughs> and then school most most centers in in the league now. Hell yeah! I wish Tim Duncan could still be scoring in this league. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just, Tim Duncan would. Still I just score don't think like his durability points. would be there, but still, it's Tim Duncan. He could school Miles Plumley down low. <laughs> yeah, physicality wise, I don't know if he could keep up with Miles Plumley, but. As far as um, experience-wise, hell yeah. All right, but so, but again, I feel confident. I'm happy that Timmy is finally back with the team. I think all is good in the world now that Tim Duncan is back on with his team. Yep. Now I just can't wait till till Manu joins the the coaching staff because Becky Hammond is going to get a job eventually, which means there's going to be one empty seat, which means Manu Ginobili, coach Manu Ginobili, could be coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, and he and he even mentioned something about it. He, he's like, um, the Spurs did approach him in regards to in regards to actually coaching um, this year, but he said no. He needs to take some time off, and then and then you know he'll probably come back, which is which is definitely understandable. And that's exactly what Tim Duncan did. Tim Duncan, you know, took some time off, um, did his own thing, and then came back. I mean, Tim Timmy was always around. Um, he was always around, you know, around the organization. And so, you know, we'll, we'll probably see Mono do the same thing. Eventually, Mono will become the coach, hopefully for the Spurs. 
Yeah, he's going to re enjoy his retirement just a few few more year a year or so. Well, he also needs to learn mixed martial arts like Tim Duncan did. Yeah, he does. Tim Duncan kicks some ass now. He needs to go, yeah, train with Eccles. Also, the real question, does Timmy keep the dreads for coaching staff? Hell yes, he should keep the dreads. Dude, he looks so good. He looks really good in those dreads. Yeah, he should definitely. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm excited to see like what. And obviously, Tim's gonna like dress nicely and wear you know a blazer and stuff. But I wonder if he's gonna match it up with with jeans. Like, I wonder if he's gonna wear jeans on <laughs> on the sidelines. Um, or when Pop has one of his like his infamous uh, explosions. Like, I wonder what's gonna happen. <laughs> Coach Tim Duncan taking over. I, I, but I don't think he's the first assistant on the bench because I think that's Becky. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is going to be phenomenal to watch. Because Becky can still coach, coach a hell out of how how this team still. Yeah, and she, I mean, she did. She she coached, you know, the Austin Spurs to a championship um, for summer league. So she's done a lot of a lot of great work, and I'm pretty excited to see um, her take a larger role for the bench. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the wrap this up and talk about the G League Spurs because every I think the G League Spurs are more of a big thing with the Spurs fandom more than any other G League team, just based off the talent that this G League team produces. Yeah, I think they're they're more ingrained into the the um the senior league. Um I don't I can't I can't I don't I mean I, obviously we can test to to how um how synchronized the the G League affiliates are with their NBA counterparts, but I definitely think the the Austin Spurs are, you know, pretty pretty um, pretty pretty synchronized, and and it, you know that's why you have a lot of this development come in. You have Bryn Forbes, you have Danny Green, um, you know, you have Derek White, others. Derek White, Dejounte Murray. So, and uh, so this season it looks like most of the rookies that this Spurs league ha this Spurs team has are going to spend some good time down in Austin. That means Keldon Johnson, Lucas Samanich, and Quindary Weatherspoon, they're all going to be spending some time down there. Uh, Drew Eubanks is still on a two-way, two so expect a lot of Drew, Bank Drew Banks. I'm just going to call him Drew, Drew Banks. Banks. You're just going to cut, cut out his Drew Banks now. That's net prefix. It, it just sounds, it's, it's one less syllable for me to say. Drew Banks. <laughs> Drew, Drew Banks. Banks down low. But, and then you also add on that you got, you got uh, what's his name? Graduate, uh, Dredrick Lawson, who's a who's a power he was a power forward out of Kansas. Dude could really yeah. score and defend too. Uh you got Dalton Holmes, which I know you're excited about. Yeah, I'm super excited for Dalton Holmes. Then you got the legend. You know his name already. Oh no. Don't don't even say it, bro. Jeff Ledbetter. Jeff Ledbetter. <laughs> the man, the oh, myth, the, with the amazing hair, Jeff Ledbetter. He's a scoring machine. He can still score from three. No, he's not, dude. It's no, all he's on, not. It's all in the hair. He's he's basically <laughs> sunshine from Remember the Titans. <laughs> that is so mean. That's not mean. Sunshine was a great character, beast. But Ledbetter's like he just has that long hair. The long, the long flowing locks. It's it's beautiful. Who and who else are you? Who else though are you really excited for this? For at least getting some good development with the with the uh, Austin Spurs. Yeah, I'm just really excited for our entire rookies that we drafted this year, um, and some that we drafted last year. I mean, I think Luca's Luca, Quindary Weatherspoon, and Kelvin Johnson are really really going to benefit from the staff in Austin. Um, and and the development that the Spurs bring, I mean, I think they're they're gonna really really develop a lot, and and that's what we want to see, especially from Luca. Um, you know, I've I've been pretty vocal about like how not excited I was to draft Luca, especially when Brandon Clark was there. But um, yeah, we're we're never giving you an interview with RC because I know you're <laughs> that's I know you're just gonna rail him on that. <laughs> well, I mean, RC might be might be right, like. Obviously, it's happened, especially like Derek White. I was like, Derek White, I wanted Jordan Bell over Derek White. And then, um, you know, Derek White has been Derek White. And RC's just been like, yeah, that's that's why I'm a GM. And that's why I do what I do and make 
tons of money for it. So shut the hell so, up and shut the hell up and shut be. the hell up and enjoy. <laughs> as our buddy, as our buddy Zach would would be able to, to attest to, yeah, just <laughs> shut the hell up and just, just enjoy it. You know what you're talking about. That's a good inside joke right there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I think uh, I really hope that that they they develop like they should be uh, in in Austin, and we've seen it. We've seen the Austin Spurs really. Um, and the Austin Spurs have really developed a lot of good talent that has that's still in the league now. So, I mean, I have no, I have no doubt that they're going to enjoy it and they're going to they're going to develop like they should be. But um, they should be really really exciting to watch. And hopefully, their favorites not favorites, but hopefully they do win the the, the G League championship. They should. They have too much talent. Good young talent to go around there. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this finally comeback comeback episode and probably the season two debut of at the line since this is would be our second season we're doing this now oh yeah uh yeah we kind of picked it up the you know in the mid of like last season but yeah, so yeah that was season right. one now season two we're in season two now so nice welcome right. to season two late. <laughs> season two of at the line also we want to do some like specialty shows we got the guy the guys are drunk show that we want to do too which you, I think you guys can kind of make kind of assume what that what that's going to be about. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we're going to be talking some more football too, just because we have this fantasy league that we want you guys to participate in. Plus, I want to try to do some voting system where people will say who their favorite team is and all that. But yeah, I mean, we just want to be way more inclusive of sports too. We don't want to just cap it off at basketball. But overall, that's a bad thing. But overall, this podcast is still going to be Spurs centric. Don't worry. Absolutely. Once NBA and forever. Once NBA gets kicking, we'll start talking more NBA for sure. But besides that, at the line is brought to you by News for San Antonio's Spurs Zone, which are both like we said, we are both contributors for. You can check out Max's new article on on Lamarcus's Lamarcus's philanthropy. I can't I can't think of the word for a second. Philanthropy, or, yeah. Philanthropy. And then you can also see my article on on the the uh critique of SI's top 100 NBA list I made as well. You can also check us check us out on our home base at thelinepodcast.com. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at thelinepod. You can find me and Mac at Radio and at MacPenMedia. Then you can make sure to check out the Spurs Zone at Jeff. Jeff G Spurs Zone for all your Spurs updates, news, and anything else that we are contributing out there. And make sure to follow the Rise Up Podcast community at RU Pod Community. We also got merchandise. Check it check it out at thelinepodcast.com. The Lakers mm-hmm. are delusional. Laker fans are delusional. Go get it. <laughs> That's my favorite shirt now. Alright, any last words? No, just uh go Spurs go. Go Spurs go. But again, we'll see you guys next week. Because we're going to actually stay consistent on this one. And like we said, go Spurs go. We're coming back strong. All right. See you guys next week. No, 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 no. I needed more. And we'll give it to you.